Yeah, Hubba was kind of creepy for yeah. <laughs> about half the episode. He also looked eerily to me like, um, you know, the friend in Ferris Bueller's Cameron? Day Off? Yeah. yeah, he looks so much like I thought it was the same actor. <laughs> yeah, he does look eerily like Cameron. Uh, Hubble was played by Alan Ruck. So I think it was... Yeah, Alan Rock. That is the guy. Oh, it was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel less Cameron. crazy then. <laughs> yeah, Alan Rock is Cameron. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. That feels yeah, like a weird I... role to take. Like that's. I mean, not that he's a big name actor, but he's recognizable for that. So to have him for one episode, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> they <only have laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I well. We might as well give it away. So he dies at the end. Do you know what uncancelled means? Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing Bet TV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is Uncancelled, giving trash TV the chance it never deserved. Now they're all gone, cancelled on and on, but they're never gonna be uncancelled. back to uncancelled where today we're covering bunheads that's not a prequel to coneheads if you think that you're wrong uh <laughs> totally different this one's about ballerinas joining me today is cassie cassie what are you all about what do you have to say for yourself what do you do do you have a podcast first of all yes do. i do uh, I do a Harry Potter podcast <laughs> with um, my partner called Podtrificus Totalis. If you're wow. a Harry Potter fan, you maybe get the the pun there. Um, and I feel like that represents the content of it <laughs> altogether. It's not anything super academic, although I am a uh, English teacher, so there's shades of that in there. Um, yeah, so I do a Harry Potter podcast with my boyfriend um, where we read a chapter from the Harry Potter books and talk about it and put out an episode about it. Um, we've been on a hiatus for the last few months because we tend to stop when school gets hard and um, start again when we have time. But yeah, I do a Harry Potter podcast. Other than that, though, I am a big Gilmore Girls fan. So I was very excited ah. to get the opportunity to talk about something even Gilmore Girls adjacent. And yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention that. This is by Amy. What's her Exactly. Amy Sherman Palladino. It's a yes. heck of a name, yeah. <laughs> it is a heck of a name. Uh, this was in between Gilmore Girls and now the marvelous Miss Meisel. Mrs. Meisel. Maisel, yeah. Maisel. Yeah. My bad. It's I okay. Saw an episode. <laughs> I saw the pilot episode and that was it, so. Okay, if yeah. I messed it's... up the name. <laughs> uh, no spoilers, but uh, I think it's better than Butters. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. We apologize in advance. Now they're all gone, cancelled on and on, but they're never gonna be. 
not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash And now back to the show. A 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb by hmm. 8.3 thousand people. Hmm. Uh, wow, I completely dropped that. Frankly, uh, I'm surprised that yeah. uh, 8.3 thousand people watched the show. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, it was on ABC Family, which... Uh, not known for strong television shows. Truly, I think ABC Family was known for um, Gilmore Girls marathons and uh, Harry Potter weekends. And that's about yeah, all I ever watched on there. That's about it. Kind of a uh, Disney Channel, kids channel spinoff. Not very successful, not great. They kind of threw a bunch of crap at the wall and Tried to make something stick, but nothing did. No. There's another sh- another one in this list where they did 10 Things I Hate About You. They made As a it TV into show? a show. They oh. made the movie into a show, and it's also on ABC Family. And yeah, I feel that that's the type of thing that they did is just yeah. try to get random. They just approved whatever concept would they think would work for i don't know like between 10 and 20 year olds i'm not sure what the exact target audience they wanted but they did switched at birth as well i think which was the show with um like a a deaf girl in it i know because she was a character in gilmore girls and it was like oh she's on gilmore girls and then she hopped onto her own show Right, um, yeah, yeah, and didn't succeed. No, and she but... was she's like reviled in the Gilmore Girls community. So, oh wow, really? yeah, yeah. I haven't seen too much of Gilmore Girls either. I am familiar with both series as Miss Maisel, Maisel, Maisel. Oh, yeah, God, I did it again, <laughs> Maisel, and I'm gonna say the Marvelous. There we go. Don't even yeah. have to say the name. Uh, the Marvelous and Gilmore Girls. I'm familiar with both, but I admittedly have not seen too much of either. And mm-hmm. that's not for a lack of disinterest. Just, you know, there's so much out there. Yeah, yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino also worked uh, at the time. I think it was just Amy Sherman. Um, she worked on Roseanne, if you watched any oh, of that. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, that one I know well. Yeah. Yeah. She has a niche, definitely, for that that like female-led uh, dramedy, I guess. Roseanne's more of a sitcom, but... Yeah, Roseanne's more of a sitcom, but that was kind of the... Uh, that was... I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but it was certainly oh, I, popular, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, having, first of all, like an overweight woman as the lead in like heroin-chic 90s was <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they certainly, I think, uh, Roseanne deserves a lot of credit, not to like get on a Roseanne soapbox um, and not to address at all who currently Roseanne is. She but... is uh, 
bipolar rock and roller. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's she's turned into a lot. But like having a show that was about like very much middle class America and like poor people, <laughs> I felt seen yeah. in a way that like shows like Full House definitely did not um, address the realities of the economy. <laughs> Yeah, Roseanne was uh, a great show of the time. Absolutely. There's no denying its cultural influence or uh, that it's still relevant within the zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Johnny Galecki was in that, was he not? Yeah, he was uh, Darlene's boyfriend, David. Right. And he is, of course, the Big Bang Theory now. Yes. And he was also... uh, Russ in Christmas Vacation, which is oh, a I've never very... seen that. Oh, really? Oh, that's a huge like Christmas staple for a lot of people, including my family. So, yeah, so Bunheads, it's described as Michelle, a Las Vegas showgirl, marries a man on a whim and moves to his sleepy coastal town where she winds up working alongside her new mother-in-law at her dance school. Uh, This, of course, stars Sutton Foster as the lead character, Michelle. Uh, We have young uh, ballerinas who are young actresses who I do not recognize from anywhere else. No, I didn't. Uh, One of them actually is in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but other than that, no, I don't. Yeah, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino. That was a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Amy Sherman. She seems to like to recast people. Uh, Of course, you have Kelly Bishop, who plays Fanny Flowers in this, who was in Gilmore Girls, and also in a bunch of other things, including Dirty Dancing. Uh, I'm going through this list. I didn't recognize anyone else. Uh, in the last episode, and I assume she's in the season more, um, there's a character, I don't remember her name, but she was the girl that like owns a business um, and was going to rent out a building to her sister. Um, she is in Gilmore Girls. She plays Paris. She's a pretty major character. There's been a bunch of these shows where there's like those people, those actors, actresses, where they have a face and you can never put the name to the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, that guy. Oh, Hey, there's that guy again. And he's, there's, and there's been multiple times where it's been, uh, the same actor has been in multiple series on this list. And it's like, Oh, there's that guy again. Yeah. It's definitely familiarized me with a lot of, uh, names to now familiar faces. Uh, how did you feel about this show overall? The whole show. Overall, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd have stronger opinions about it if I'd watched the whole show because I watched the first and last episodes. I think it's an interesting enough premise and I, I do like some of the actors in it. Like I'm not super familiar with Sutton Foster, but I thought she was fine. I liked Kelly Bishop a lot in Gilmore girls. Um, but I don't know that the potential of the show was necessarily delivered on for me. <laughs> yeah. The people who created this list, thrill list, uh, they do a great job of, 
I guess they collected from 30 individuals. It's not one person. It's 30 individuals who named, I guess, their favorite canceled show of the last 20 years. And they do an excellent job of very much hyping the crap out of all of these series. And this one was... Yeah, I mean, it was all right. They certainly hyped it up more than than uh, I would have. <laughs> uh, I think most people would. But then again, the 7.6 out of 10. I mean, I think if you have a connection to the world of like dance and ballet, this maybe hits harder for you. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, uh, I did ballet for like as part of a bigger dance class that I was like, I went to theater school, so they that was like part of it, and that wasn't my favorite part mm-hmm. at all. Um, so yeah, I definitely remember ballet, and I can't say I remember enjoying it, <laughs> but uh, it's certainly if you, I, I guess, if you wanted to be a dancer, or you are a dancer, or it does give you a good glimpse into the world, and she's very much like she. You know, wanted to be a dancer, and she never quite had the career she wanted. And she ends up in Vegas and thinking her career is going to launch, and then ultimately just ends up like a showgirl, I guess. Even, yeah. Even not, uh, not even the main part of the show, like more of a background performer. And of course, has all those additions. We do see the one audition in the pilot, but I'm going to assume she's had a bunch of auditions and constantly just fails and ends up back at the the, the Vegas Strip, and it's kind of rinse, lather, repeat from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we get a good glimpse of what her life's like. I, I thought the show would... I wasn't familiar with the show going in, so... Uh, Without going into too much of the pilot, before we do go into the pilot, I thought maybe it was going to take a different turn. Uh, I thought she was going to stay in Vegas. Obviously, reading the description of the show, it gives away the fact that she doesn't stay in Vegas. But you don't necessarily know that watching the first well watching the entire pilot you don't know that she's not right going back there yeah i mean i think budget wise that was maybe outside of the scope of the show being like an abc family show i'm not sure that this had a extraordinary budget to do like big vegas acts because it's my understanding that for marvelous mrs mazel it's a lot of money that goes into like some of the bigger i guess set pieces you would call them but you know she's a performing comedian so they have all these crazy like clubs and sets and extras and even like dance performances here and there that i i don't think that bunheads was ever going to get the budget for yeah compared to what i've seen of gilmore girls and marvelous it certainly is. It takes a bit of a different turn. Like there's, it still follows Sutton Foster, but then it focuses more on the the young ballerinas, the young dancers too, which 
I don't know if that was ultimately its downfall or... I mean, it makes sense considering it was ABC Family and they want to, you know, follow the younger younger crowd and they're not going to have a drama that's following an over-the-hill dancer. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I think that that was sort of what was brilliant about Gilmore Girls is that it had different age entry points. So, I mean, I know you said you haven't really watched it, but Lorelai, the main character, is like early to late 30s over the span of the show and so you have that in road for a lot of people but then uh rory is 16 in the first episode and it follows her over the years so it it was kind of intergenerational in that way and you even get the storylines with like emily who plays lorelei's mother so it it gets people at different stages than they're in their in their life and i think that worked really well for gilmore girls i'm not sure if it worked as well here for bunheads yeah maybe amy Amy Sherman went back to the well here a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's a lot in here that's like, oh, that's that from Gilmore Girls, and that's that from Gilmore Girls, and that's something that she did better in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It it really feels like a stepping stone between those two shows. That's a good way to put it. That's probably, from what I've read and from what I know about both shows and now having seen this one, that seems the um, the most positive thing you could say. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, I think we should just dive into the first episode, which of course is called Pilot. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Most shows are called Pilot. There are a few shows that they name the first episode, which I'm not sure how that happens because... A pilot's a pilot, and you don't know if it's going to go to series. Right. Maybe they know those shows are. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any examples of shows where I know definitely that the first episode is named, but I also don't always pay attention to episode titles. So. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple on this this list, and yeah, I don't know why it was not called Pilot, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> she had uh, a stupid thing that I said on the last episode is the first time that I paid attention to a series was lost. And so the pilot episode is of course called pilot, but there's also a huge scene with an airplane Mm -hmm. and it involves the pilot. So I thought they were calling it pilot. (laughs) pilot. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) And then, And then I uh, found out as I watched more TV shows, I was like, hey, this is also called Pilot. There's no Pilot. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the things we think of as kids. First episode. Michelle, a Vegas showgirl, marries a man on a whim and moves to a small town in California. So... This is more the description of the pilot. I felt like the description of the show is more a description of the pilot, but I suppose there's not really a way to describe the show without giving away some of the pilot. Yeah. The pilot does so much to like Gilmore Girls. You've got that immediate through line of like, oh, it's about a mom and a daughter and the mom had the daughter at a very young age. So it's the daughter at 16 and the mom navigating having been a 16 year old mother. So like that's you don't need to have watched the show to understand that. And it's not giving away anything that happens in an episode because that plot is established. Whereas this first episode of Bunheads 
really feels like it was just like, we need to set up the show. We need to get the characters to where they want, where we want them to be. Um, because everything that kind of happens in the pilot until the last like 10 minutes is just background information. I feel. Yeah. I really thought for sure that obviously now having read the descriptions, we, she marries, there's this guy named Hubble who is constantly in the dressing room after Michelle's Vegas shows and constantly trying to court her and I guess marry her ultimately because I don't know, love at first sight. I'm not sure. <laughs> For whatever reason, he's that desperate. I he does live in a small coastal town with his mother, who is kind of crazy. So, but uh, yeah, you you don't. She keeps rejecting him, so you think he's gonna kind of be a, a side character, and then she ends up flunking an audition, and he convinces her to come out for a drink she gets wasted and they get married and she wakes up and on the way to his house in his car completely trashed with a ring on her finger yeah which feels altogether kind of suspect (laughs) i was uncomfortable watching some of that yeah hubba was kind of creepy for yeah (laughs) about half the episode he also looked eerily to me like um you know the friend in Ferris Bueller's Cameron? Day Off? Yeah. yeah, he looks so much I like I thought it was the same actor. <laughs> yeah, he does look eerily like Cameron. Uh I can't think of that guy's name. I have no but idea. He's married to the Mareo Inos, who was in the killing and World War Z and the redheaded lady. I can't remember. But I thought that was interesting that he's doesn't act anymore but he's married to an actress (laughs) uh but yeah i don't know who hubble was played by alan rock so i think it was yeah alan rock that is the guy oh it was him oh okay (laughs) oh i feel less crazy then (laughs) yeah alan rock is cameron yeah oh okay Sure, that feels yeah, like a weird I, role to take. Like that's, I mean, not that he's a big name actor, but he's recognizable for that. So to have him for one episode, I don't know. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> they <only have laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I. Well, we might as well give it away. So he dies at the end, which we really is kind of a swerve because. Oh yeah him being a creepy guy and then eventually he's like this sweet caring kind of uh voice of reason and the whole town respects him and he's sort of like uh i wouldn't say like an unofficial mayor but he's an unofficial spokesman of the town everyone respects him and knows him and and uh he's a sweet guy and then he i feel like he wins us over as the audience and he wins over uh, Michelle. Well, he seems to win her over. I don't know if she's necessarily convinced entirely, but it's and- more of I think she accepts like, hey, this guy might be all right. Like, I think I could learn to love him, yeah, properly. She, but yeah. obviously, doesn't get the opportunity to. <laughs> yeah, does not get the opportunity to because she's getting trashed with uh, his mother at a bar, and then what's her name, Tracy or Trixie or. Um, truly, truly. Yeah. 
Yeah, Truly, who has been jealous the entire episode because she has been in love with Hubble. Not sure why, I, I guess, you know, I guess that's just the way things are. Not sure why they never... I mean, he seemed to be the only... And again, I only watched the first last episode. He seemed to be the only like normal person in that town. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, although normal, I don't know. He also like proposes to Vegas showgirls at the drop of a hat. So yeah, and brings mm. her them gifts. And yeah, he, yeah, he, really, he's <laughs> such a creepy. It's like he goes to creepy to sweet and then dies <laughs> yeah he really okay. doesn't get to grow as a character and like yeah. uh, for us to because at first it's like immediately oh this guy's a creep i don't like him and then you get to his house and like you see the way that he treats her and he's like hey i know this is a weird way to start off but like i feel this connection and so you're like okay all right maybe maybe we can do something and then he dies and it's like okay yeah. well all right sure it's like, all right, sure. And they never make mention of him again. Well, at least uh, maybe they do in the second episode. But I have to the, imagine there's some fallout there of him, him dying. By the, you know, jumping ahead to, uh, which we'll get into, but temporarily jumping ahead to the last episode, there's no mention of him. No. It's, and Michelle is still living in that house seemingly full-time so yeah that was a little like okay here he's dead and then for that to be the last episode no mention of him or anything yeah it was kind of bizarre it was bizarre too that fanny didn't seem at all like i understand michelle like she didn't know the guy that well getting over the death very quickly but fanny just kind of seemed like well this is just my life now and to lose your son like that feels like such a yeah yeah that was (laughs) such a that's such a yeah that would be uh, i'll get into that later yeah it's (laughs) she ends up getting to hubble's house this before he dies and where she's gets into the house and it's basically his mother's house even though he owns it she's kind of taking control and has her stuff everywhere and and, and like that's also the thing that made me creeped out by Hubble is that like he's proposing to showgirls on in Vegas. He's like got this weird codependent relationship with his mother and like lets her decorate his house with all this weird stuff. And it really just red flag after red flag with this yeah, guy. <laughs> a lot of and yeah, the mom is a huge red flag with all her feng shui and and weird kind of Buddhist voodoo type. Yeah, I don't know about voodoo, but Buddhists for sure. There's a lot of spiritual and artistic type things. And it's like, well, who is this woman? Yeah. And then we get introduced to her and she's kind of pushing Michelle out. She doesn't strike me as like the stereotypical Buddhist. She's not, you know, like Zen. No, (laughs) not at all. No, she's a very strict old dance instructor. Right. Uh, so, yeah, she was not that type of Buddhist person at all. And, of course, Rochelle gets completely weirded out and runs for the door. And then you think, oh, back to Vegas. He's going to have to chase after her. And she doesn't leave. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does not leave, For which was also like, okay, why are you like... I would run. <laughs> I mean, Hubble drove her there, so she might not have had the means to run. It yeah. it really feels like the setup to like a horror movie. <laughs> it does, yeah. It was a very weird pilot, which going in, 
if you don't read the series description, it is a big setup and you don't know exactly what to expect or what's going to happen. It doesn't give you the vibe that she's going to stay there, certainly. No. It's like, she's going to leave. She. <laughs> <laughs> This is not like, yeah, he, generally that's what happens more times than not in real life. I can't think of a, a situation. Well, the only real things I know where people get immediately married are celebrities and those do not last long. So, <laughs> Yeah, this was definitely quite the twist where she doesn't run as fast as she can, which maybe... I don't know if Hubble's that nice of a guy or if she just is truly fed up with her life. <laughs> I think that it's the latter. <laughs> I think it's a, this is my way out. And let's, when you're that unhappy with your life and your lot, you're like, yeah, well, let's just see what happens and follow this guy. <laughs> yeah, follow this guy who lives with his mom and is kind of creepy, but endearing and sweet and, I don't know. It was like such a tale of two halves. And, and then to kill him off at the end was so like, what the heck is going on? I mean, but like that was the first moment that I was interested. <laughs> it, yeah. I kind of sat through the pilot like, all right, sure. Okay. And then that happened. I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is going somewhere. And yeah. yeah. Some, some very bold moves for an ABC family show. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, to kill off, uh, normally people don't die in, in series like this, you know? Yeah, I, in all of Gilmore Girls, there's, like, one funeral, and, uh, well, I guess two if you count a year in the life, but yeah, there really, like, nothing happens in Gilmore Girls ever, there's not a plot, uh, and so to have, like, such a plot-heavy move happen at the end of this, is like, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's see where this goes. I'm not really yeah. sure it goes anywhere, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. I mean, <laughs> we have to assume in the second episode that there is maybe a funeral and, and something. But uh, by the time we get to the final episode, there's absolutely no mention of his existence. Or No, well, he's a plot he device. And, yeah. Alan Ruck was a plot device. <laughs> wow. Like they could have picked anyone and they picked him. <laughs> right. Like I have to imagine he's an expensive actor too. How do you just slot him in and then be like, Oh no, you're out. You're dead. Maybe that's been, why they couldn't keep him. <laughs> yeah. It could have been, he must've been doing it or he was doing a favor for somebody. Maybe I don't know where, where the connection is, but I'd have to think he was doing a favor for somebody. So whether it's the showrunner or who it is, because that was so bizarre. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around that, especially when it ended, and I was like, "What are they? Did they just <laughs> kill him off?" What the <laughs> f like, you just start liking him, and now he's dead, and now you're like, well, "What the heck?" Well, now she has to leave. She's not going to stay with this crazy woman. In like, you'd have to be mad, or truly, truly, truly absolutely refuse to go back to your old life yeah yeah i think it's it's desperation is is really yeah. what's at the core here and then to but for the mom uh kelly bishop you're not you just met this woman and why would you let her say why would you let her just, live in your house yeah that's your such a die <laughs> what the hell 
I'm surprised she didn't. I'm surprised there wasn't. Uh, well, maybe there was, and it's in the second episode, but that she's not like scorning her at the bar and saying, This is all your fault, or some. Right. You know, yeah, I have no idea why. Yeah, if there's not a better explanation, <laughs> I don't know if I'll go back and watch the second episode, but. Uh, I'm kind of interested to just to see how this all plays out. I don't yeah. really have faith, though, that it it's given the yeah. care and attention <laughs> that it That's should. That's exactly it. But uh, the last episode, no mention of him just made me lose faith in, in the series. <laughs> He's not going, even if you go back and watch the second episode, uh, there can't be a lot of of mention of him or anything like it's so yeah i can't wrap my head around it so why they did that but it seemed like it was very interesting and then uh well first of all do you have anything else to say about this first episode I really enjoyed the scene where um, Michelle goes to the dance studio and sees the teenage girls there and like gets them dancing and like into an. I thought that that was very good. And that was where I started like, oh, okay, I kind of see what's happening here. I like this relationship that they're building between Michelle and the um, young girls. But that to me was a highlight, I guess, of both episodes. (laughs) I definitely remember that scene and there was a moment where then Fanny sees that Fanny being Hubble's mom. uh, And there seems like there's going to be a slow build where she's like, Oh, maybe she's all right. And maybe she can help with the dancing. And, and then Michelle's like, Oh, maybe it's okay here. You know, I can teach young dancers and show them the ropes. And there's this old woman who's out of touch and they need a new influence. And so it was like, maybe there'll be a slow build. And then they start bonding in the bar. Uh, you know, they're dancing and then truly comes in and is like, Oh, there was a turn. Uh, uh. So yeah, it was like this went from this slow build where I was very interested and then they kill off Hubble <laughs> and, that also made me interested, but for different reasons. Right. Like, whoa, what's this unexpected? Well, this is a riff now. How are they going to fix this? And then I feel like they never did. I feel like they just, that series, if, if you watch, if you even go back, and I'm assuming you watch episode two, episode three, I'm sure episode two, they talk about him, but it's, it's not have him be even mentioned by the time the final episode hits is like, okay, this guy completely disappears and we don't really know why this is now. Honestly, I think that might be a pattern with Amy Sherman Palladino too, that like, she's not really concerned with just dropping plot points out of nowhere. Um, I'm thinking specifically in Gilmore Girls, there's a character in season three that Lorelai, the main character, dates for like several episodes and they're having like a relationship and it's it's following that. And then he just disappears like four episodes later, never mentioned ever again. And yeah, and it's just kind of like we're continuing on with our lives. So I think it's when she, Amy Sherman Palladino, is tired of a plot point or like doesn't know what to do with a character. She will just drop them entirely and never think about them ever again. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she got immediately tired of Hubbo and killed him off, I guess. Yeah. And then never make mention of him. He's dead, so we'll never make mention of him, even though we made him such this important... Yeah, he's the whole reason the plot comes together. So, Yeah, I, I think... Yeah. she has this idea in her head of like, this is the story I want to tell. I want to tell this story of a woman coming to a small town and building connections with young girls and also having that connection with the older woman, um, which is not unlike the premise of Gilmore girls. And she's like, I need to figure out how to get all of those pieces in place. And I like part of me would almost respect it more if it, the first 10 minutes was just uh, Michelle saying like, I got to get out of Vegas I see this sign for a town called paradise and that's where I'm going. Cause I need paradise. Like that would feel like a more believable and sane way to set up the premise yeah. of this show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. She seemingly keeps blowing this guy off. Then she gets super drunk, makes a rash decision to, you know, out of desperation or drunkenness or not in your right mind to marry him goes, but gets driven by him back to his house. And then eventually he's killed off and <laughs> it, there's no inclination for her to suddenly stay just because she, just because she got drunk with the mom and, started to bond a little bit with the girls there's no real reason for her to stay it, it doesn't make maybe there's something in the next episode that's she's gonna leave and i guess maybe the girls convince her to stay could be maybe that that but, feels believable yeah yeah because they don't want to be constantly taught by this wretched old woman so <laughs> it makes sense i guess yeah that would be the most plausible do i know that that happens do we know that that happens no but it would make sense i guess you'd have to go back and really ultimately at least watch the second episode anyways the final episode is called next and uh <laughs> there's a yeah. fun kind of irony to that yeah uh, Last episode. Next, indeed. <laughs> Need we say more? Fanny returns to find Scotty, who is Michelle's brother, uh, in her living room, and Godot sleeping in Michelle's bed. Not sure who Godot is. Uh, I no, I don't know either. But like, why is there a character named Godot? Is that like supposed to be like a theater in thing with like waiting for Godot? Is yeah, I'd have to assume that's the only Godot I, I know, so... It's wild, but yeah, continue. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, Godot. <laughs> Who is named Godot? Um, yeah, there's no other explanation for that <laughs> other than waiting for Godot, and you'd have to really love uh, theater, too. The theater of the absurd, which I guess explains the absurdity of... Uh, killing off <laughs> and making no no uh, mention of him in this episode. Uh, uh, Godot sleeping in Michelle's bed. The girls talk about taking the next step with their boyfriends. The girls follow Michelle as she is driving to audition for a Broadway show. Yeah, so 
Uh, Scotty shows up, who is uh, Michelle's brother, and is also trivia Sutton Foster's real life brother, who I guess is also an actor. Not sure if they're related to Jodie Foster or not. Didn't manage to look that up. No, I don't know. Not sure. Uh, but they both end up in this series, so that cool. I don't know if that was on purpose or if he just needs a, needed a job or if he's. Amy Sherman Palladino, she reuses actors a lot, which we mentioned. She feels like the kind of person that, like, once you're in with her, like, she's going to take care of you. And I have to imagine that that extends to family. Um, but yeah, like, there are actors that have been in all three of her projects. Maybe not. Maybe not all three, but. She likes to reuse people. That's not uncommon. There's, yeah. You know, plenty of big time movie directors who use the same actors all the time. It feels like a less reputable version of Shondaland to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, next. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this. Next. So I have to ask, and I don't know if you know, did they know that they were not getting a second season when they wrote this episode? I don't know. I don't feel like they did. Um, because it felt like a middle episode. It felt it did. Like a filler. If you told me that this was like the episode before the last episode, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, uh, forgive me, but nothing happens in this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, you reminded me of the other, the uh, when I touched on 10 Things I Hate About You, which was the other ABC Family drama on this list. And the final scene, like the the final scene of the final episode, is the dad walks in on the daughter and her boyfriend having sex, and he goes, "I'm not leaving," and then it fades to black. And what? Was- <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not leaving. It's like, well, I guess you are, and the show's canceled. So that's bye. crazy. Because like, there are so many shows out there that you watch them and you're like, Hey, that was a weird season finale. And you learn it was because the, the showrunners didn't know if they were going to be picked up. So they had to write an episode that they could build off of, but that could also work as an end of the series thing. Like Parks and Rec, I feel like had like four of those. Um, So like this episode, it didn't even feel like a season finale, let alone a series finale. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was very, bad <laughs> nothing happened i mean michelle has an audition which is i mean she kind of seemed done with the whole thing to then to stay where she is after this guy you married on a whim to stay at his house and now you're now basically have become roommates with the mom now by the way yeah, the mom walks in, the brother's just there on the couch, uh, Michelle is in bed with this dude who she's slept, stayed the night with, or he's spent the night there, and her brother's on the couch, and, well, first of all, why is she, ha- 
having sex with some guy with her brother right th- it that's... seemed like scotty the brother was in like the main house and it seemed like to me and it was hard to tell um that there was like a shed or like a oh, like yeah, a guest house right. yeah. that michelle was staying in which feels less weird um yeah than, like, that's right yeah having a is... male friend over when your brother is there <laughs> yeah that's right okay yeah i guess that's less weird but it was also weird it's still how- weird Fanny just showed up and was like, oh, you have people. Well, no, she was like upset, but not. It was like, oh, this is why do you why do you have people here? It wasn't like, what the fuck? Why are you? Yeah. Why is this like this? And Why are you inviting t- men into my house? <laughs> like- yeah. And it's like, I let you stay here because you were teaching the girls. And, you know, I felt um you know i still felt a connection to my dead son because you were married to him even though briefly and you know he said you you loved he said he loved you and so i felt pity for you or and now you bring people into my house and it's like who the fuck do you think you are instead they would have to remember that hubble was a character in order to have that conversation (laughs) yeah yeah they would She's like, oh, Fanny, you're back. You were supposed to be away on vacation or whatever. (laughs) It's like, yeah, well, I'm back early. It would have been justified if it was like, okay, she needs a vacation because she had a very traumatic thing happen. And now she needs to go take a, you know, a, a time away for herself. But this is just like, she's like a regular vacation. And yeah, like she does it all the time. And. She's coming back and there's people in the house, but which is she's not overly pleased about, but not completely unokay with. <laughs> I really don't understand the Fanny character at all. And again, like I'm sure watching the other episodes, uh, maybe it would feel more consistent and believable. But like I very much have her in the role of Emily Gilmore um, because that's who Kelly Bishop played in Gilmore Girls. And like. Right such a polar opposite character and so it's it's weird translating that for me and trying to make sense of fanny's behavior especially in this scene that we're talking about yeah i'm sure amy uh sherman one sounds like she wanted to have some fun and you know cast the same person and put them in the completely polar opposite role Mm -hmm. i can see that but even not being from overly familiar with gilmore girls uh, I am also confused about her behavior. <laughs> like, just uh, so yeah, she shows back up, and there's that whole weirdness. Uh, and then Michelle, I think, says that her brother is staying here and that he's handy around the house. So Fanny puts him to work, and so he gets to stay there. Um, I'm guessing he's been a part of other episodes this isn't the first time we're seeing him it seemed like it yeah uh, plus it would be an insane move and i guess this isn't that's not necessarily precluding it from happening given the other writing in the show but it would be crazy to introduce a character in the season finale let alone series finale like that yeah it would be but it, it wouldn't be that surprising for this it yeah would not be uh and then we get one of the well all the girls so these four girls that are the four main well 
First of all, I want to backtrack here a little bit. So there's four girls in the pilot. Mm-hmm. And now in the last episode, it's like an entire class of 30. Yeah. It seems like those were like the four main girls, and there was definitely like even in the four, there's an A team and a B team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't I guess I didn't catch that. Uh, I thought it expanded very greatly, and I thought it was kind of uh, unbelievable for a small town, I I guess. Maybe it was that like Michelle was doing such a good job at the dance studio that more people came out for it. I don't know. It's a possibility. Uh, There's, there's, (laughs) <laughs> we're giving this show a lot of uh passes <laughs> sure. yeah uh, trying to make sense of it yeah so the four main uh young dancers then are they all have boyfriends or two of them have boyfriends or i wasn't clear on that either <laughs> i'm not sure but they end up all and i wasn't clear on wh- where they were like whose house they were at or what when they were all hanging out i think they were at sasha's house the girl with the darker hair who's like right yeah right yeah like the main like the really talented one yeah prodigy Mm -hmm. uh yeah and then they're all talking about um you know taking the next level with their boyfriends and uh sleeping with them and all this sex talk and then uh, I think it's Sasha who asked Michelle about sex. Yes. And then Michelle asks Fanny, when, when have the girl, what have you said when the girls have asked you about sex? She's like, they've never asked me about sex. And then tries to do this weird sex ed class. With like bananas and diagrams. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing where the girl is like, I'm allergic to bananas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of sex talk and Michelle has an audition and they follow her to an audition. And that was that. Yeah. No, what else happened there? I'm not sure. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. It gives you a nice glimpse into what it's like as a, open casting call for like was that accurate to yeah yeah pretty accurate from what i understand big open casting call and usually yeah usually they're already picked out and they just do that for whatever reason okay Uh, yeah because i know amy sherman palladino was a dancer um before she got into show writing so like i i expected all that to be genuine but it (laughs) Yeah, it really, it really felt like it was setting up the next episode where like Michelle has to decide whether she stays in paradise or like goes to pursue other opportunities um, and like weighing like I care about these girls and I want to help them. But also like, is this the right choice for me? Um, and it also like it had that whole pot- plot line of the the 16 or whatever year old girls deciding whether to have sex with their boyfriends. And then they like. Uh, not to say I was like raring to see these teenage girls have sex, but like they never do. And so it was like, what? Well, at least that I remember. So what, why did I watch all of that? You know, that like, that felt like the next episode, like now they actually have to make the choice of like, yes, I am going to do this or no, I'm not going to do this. And I, yeah, I <laughs> it was such a, uh, 
departure from the pilot too. Yeah. It was it was so there's no mention of Hubble, as we've already said a billion times. You thought maybe the there would be, I don't know, at least some sort of inkling or you know, it's we it's like they've been living together suddenly for I don't know. Months, how, I have to assume. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know how many episodes this what was this like thirteen? I think it was eighteen. Okay, let's go with that. I I don't I was yeah, it was eighteen. Okay, so I mean I guess if each episode is uh, a week advancing, then maybe 18 weeks. So that's a few months. Yeah, so. that's not an insignificant amount of time. <laughs> not certainly isn't insignificant, but it's it's like it's almost not even necessarily. It's almost like they've been there for a year I don't know. Or things just really, I don't know. They bonded very quickly after the death of Hubble. And, and maybe they use that even more as a plot device to bring everybody closer. Maybe yeah. there could also be like a time jump or something like six months later. Yeah. And, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Six months later. That would have made sense to put in the pilot where it's like he dies. And then sure. Six months later. But. I would still that. have a lot of questions about like, why uh, did you stay here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six months later, you're still here. That's what it felt like watching this. It was like six months later, she's still here. Wait, she's still here. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, and what? like seems to be established and content to be there too. Yeah. Established and content, but still goes to auditions. And, yeah. And that was like, yeah. And that is very much a setup to, another episode where she yeah has to decide if she likes ultimately teaching and it is what it is or if she wants to keep doing auditions um and then it's over so <laughs> <laughs> seemingly a middle episode that just ends and it's like it usually when shows know they're being canceled they will uh, gather some sort of wrap uh, they'll wrap it up somehow like yeah in, in an emergency situation but that didn't happen it was like okay <laughs> and like especially you see it a lot with first seasons that like if you have a pilot that gets picked up and you're working on writing the first season quite often they'll write the first season's finale to have some kind of ending just in case they don't get picked up from there. Like Gilmore girls even did it because they weren't sure if they'd get a season two, but they didn't seem concerned about it with yeah, this one. This, they didn't seem to care. Yeah. This to me almost felt like something you'd see in season two or season three where Michelle has gotten completely comfortable and she's been teaching and she's content, but then she still has this inkling to yeah, pursue her dream yeah something bigger and so she is secretly auditioning and then she is very torn between what to do and and uh it comes as a shock to everyone instead right it's, it's in season one and it's the last episode you ever see in it and there was no interaction between the girls and michelle of like hey we followed you to the audition 
here's why we want you to stay. There was none of that that I remember, at least. No, there was not <laughs> any of that. Uh, and when the one, the uh, thicker girl. Boo. Yeah, boo. She goes <laughs> out into the general space with all the dancers. And she's like, I'm auditioning. Yeah. And it's like no one notices that there's this little girl. Right. <laughs> and I mean, that at least had some kind of finality to it because her arc felt like, no, I can do this and I want to be in this world, even though like I'm, I'm bigger and I'm not the size of like yeah. a common like dancer girl. Um, and like, I'm going to pursue my dreams. Like that felt like a satisfying character arc that I assume had been built up to, but nobody else <laughs> had that. No, no one else had that at all. And they made mention of the Sasha character having all this potential and kind of throwing it away, mm -hmm. which is similar to both Fanny and Michelle who underachieve mm -hmm. due to, you know, life. Well, in Fanny's case, she has a son. She gets pregnant. And in Michelle's case, that, I guess it just didn't happen before time ran out and she yeah. got too, too old uh but yeah they hint at the sasha character being a whole big deal and and she's not the one who you know is going out there or you know being like yeah let's audition or anything there's no yeah the only character satisfying character arc is boo right and yeah i i don't know what else to say about this episode there it was so plain it was like, it was okay, that was it okay it wasn't frustrating it wasn't like what the hell that's it it was, just it like was confusing it like i checked and i'm like i made sure like was that really the last episode yeah and I guess as a fan, like if you were watching this week to week and you were a fan of this show, I can see how it would be an unsatisfying ending. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely jumping ahead and seeing this kind of tells you that you ultimately, like you said, it's an unsatisfying ending. So if you watch the whole thing, you felt like you wasted your time. So at least jumping ahead to the end and seeing it for what it is, is like, okay, well, do I really want to go back and see everything that happened just to know that this is where it leads to? Yeah. Not really. No. <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah, I really... They could have done anything. They could have gone anywhere. And it's so like, okay, now the mom and Michelle are roommates and these young dancers are asking about sex. And why Nothing. is she like, auditioning? Yeah. Like, okay, she's auditioning. And she gets to the finale of the audition. And then uh, she hands her headshot and whatever and then finds out that they've already picked the cast because that's what happens at these types of things. And so back to square one at teaching the little girls. I, I guess maybe that's the story here is back to square one. That's I guess, but like that's not an interesting way no, to end your season. And especially too, if they had been picked up for a second season, and it's like, oh, look, let me try the first season and see what it's all. I wouldn't be like excited for season two. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I can't wait to see what Michelle chooses. 
Yeah, it's like, no, there's no... She does this just to ultimately find out that she, as good as she is, and and that she ultimately does fail because of circumstances outside of her control. And, yeah, you you have no... You have an interest in seeing the next episode, but knowing this is... If this was a season finale, no, you you don't want to wait and see what happens. It should be an immediate next episode. Yeah. Or it should be to be continued. I don't know. But it wasn't yeah. even like to be continued. There was nothing no. happening. <laughs> <laughs> and especially like for a studio. And again, I don't know the circumstances of the cancellation, but like, I would kind of want that season finale to be like a last ditch. Like, this is how good this show is. This is why I need another season. Like, look at these cool stories we have to tell. Yeah. That wasn't here. <laughs> it was not here. And also, uh, to bring Hubble back into it, I feel like the mom, Fanny, getting back from vacation, she's like, okay, I'm going to go visit the cemetery or whatever because I'm back in town. Mm-hmm. Or if she cremated him and he has ashes on the, that seems like something that she would do with yeah. all the collection she has. She would put him on the mantle or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Then, well, a good season finale moment would be her deciding like it's time to take Hubble's picture down off the mantle, or like his ashes down off the mantle and like move on with my life. Like that would feel like a satisfying character arc that had been built to through a season. But again, <laughs> they don't remember who Hubble is and don't seem to care yeah. about writing character arcs. <laughs> yeah, and we even have the character Truly, who was in love with Hubble. She shows up in the finale. Mm-hmm. Her business has been whatever happened to you. her business is no Sparkles. More. <laughs> Sparkles yeah. shut down, yeah. <laughs> Sparkles shut down. We don't I don't know if we get a reason why. Apparently they're open one day a week for like three hours a day, which is not <laughs> what a business should. <laughs> that's not how you run a successful business. Uh, yeah, that's not how you should run a successful business at all. If you have any hope in being uh, successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's like, my business is no more, but I'll make your costumes magnificent and i don't there was so much tension between her and michelle in the pilot and i didn't know if that's seemingly gone or what the vibe was there i I, like that too i was hoping that that would have been a plot line of like michelle being like do i accept this crazy person into my life and like let her take on a big role within the studio and let her make the costumes and eventually they become like frenemies kind of like Rory and Paris and Gilmore Girls like that would have felt like an interesting plot line too but it was undercut by Truly's sister who was played by Paris from Gilmore Girls uh, Truly's sister coming in and saying like hey do you want to open a new business and Truly being like yeah it's like well what does this have to do with anything what does this have to do with the dance studio (laughs) (laughs) nothing And truly is not like, and also again with the Fanny character, again, confused by her behavior is that she's allowing this woman who was seemingly in a, like 
there when Hubble, her son, dies, she's just allowing her to make costumes, and it's like whatever. Uh, what's the relationship there? Like, what? How do Fanny and truly interact? It's yeah. There's there's so much I'm left wondering and questioning and being like, why didn't you write it this way? <laughs> yeah, why didn't it just kind of was a bit lazy and. I don't know if it was even lazy. It was just didn't make any sense. It, was, it just felt like like a wet fart of an episode. <laughs> like just <laughs> like this is how you go out. This is really like this is all you got. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You just kind of you know it was like I don't know, just dropping. It was like taking a nice I don't know a nice souffle out of the oven and then just purposefully dropping it on the floor. Yeah, leaving it there. It was like, oh, it fell on the floor. Oh, okay. Now it's about it being on the floor. It's not like, let's pick this up or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was so, yeah. This was... It felt almost apathetic on the, on the show writer's part of just like, did you care? Like, was this a story you really wanted to tell? Yeah, or was ABC well... Family just like, hey, we'll give you money? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I feel like that was ultimately the reason was that hey here's money hey you make uh interesting shows here's some money hey you want to bring back 10 things i hate about you and make it into a tv show <laughs> yeah we'll have that hey you want to bring back whatever what was that other show you mentioned uh the, switched at birth yeah switched at birth where it had the gilmore girl Oh, she uh, wasn't one of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> clarify. No, she is um, the character that was in Switch Up, or the actress that was in Switched Up Birth is a character that was introduced in season six of Gilmore Girls as like this is this person's secret love child from ten years ago, and she's here to mess everything up. And yeah, everybody hated her. Um, oh, so this has nothing to do with. This is just the same actress. It has. Yeah, same actress. With. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Gilmore Girls or anything, but no, but it was another ABC family show at the time that it just seemed like came and went. (laughs) Yeah. It's ABC family. That's not around anymore. Is it? Well, so this was technically a free form show because they renamed themselves from ABC family to free form at one point. I, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in a very long time, so I don't know if it's still a thing. I'm not certain either. I don't, feel like it is i have not (laughs) uh i haven't known about it in a very long time it seemed like a flash in the pan and every series on it is like another flash in the pan sure yeah gilmore girls wasn't even an abc family show it was a wb show um right and then switched to cw and abc Mm. family just like showed it all the time i don't know why It, I don't know, it, it fits with their programming though so i don't know yeah i guess that's it they just needed to find stuff to fit with their programming and they were willing to go with whatever and they they didn't really uh maybe there wasn't enough backing and it was just like okay just write something and we'll produce it and that's what it feels like really yeah it's so mid and so blonde so left feeling unsatisfied yeah and uh, to the point where i can't imagine ha- like having feelings about this being canceled like if yeah. i had been watching this well, i would be like oh okay yeah that makes sense 
Well, people <laughs> did apparently, but I'm not sure why because mm-hmm. nothing happened. You were just left in disappointment and you were like, okay, I want to forget about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is entirely forgettable. Like, uh, I'm surprised I remember it. Better episode overall. Better episode. I guess the pilot, just because the finale is nothing. Yeah, the finale (laughs) is not a finale, so the pilot is at least a pilot, and it sets things up. Yeah. Uh, And then it takes an interesting turn where it kills off what we assume is going to be a main character. Mm Mm-hmm. So very Game of Thrones esque in that way. Yeah. I was like, that's very edgy. We, especially on ABC family. That's a very edgy, dark thing. And then like, to just completely not deliver on that at all. That's ultimately ABC family right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Empty delivery on empty promises. Nothing more to say about that. Best scene. best scene uh i think i'm partial to the one in the first episode where michelle teaches the girls to dance because that was like the moment where i was like okay yeah i i can i could be interested in this yeah that's a good scene that's a very good scene i have the scene where hubble uh, breaks down michelle's walls in the bedroom Sure. Where he's kind of like, you need an unexpected life. You want this, you want that. And it kind of is like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of all right. You know, this guy is a very sweet guy. He obviously does, you know, I don't know. For, he does care about her. For, yeah. You know, he just does. There's no I was a little scene. distracted in that scene by the awful green screen that they had for uh, the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> my great view of the ocean, or however he sells it. Yeah, it looks like in like old movies when they have like a painting for the, the oh, background, yeah. and like you could tell. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it's a set background. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, very cheap. Maybe that explains the final episode is that it was just kind of so that they had to make drastic you know, makeshift things because of the budget constraints or yeah, what have you. And they just got fed up and just wrote this plain episode. <laughs> Worst scene? Worst scene. For me, it was every time that Fanny implied that uh, Michelle was a sex worker. She oh, like yeah. in the first episode, she made a lot of references to like what Michelle was doing prior to coming to the town and just kept implying that she was like selling her body, oh, which yeah, on yeah, some yeah. level, I guess she would. But like, it didn't feel good to hear that. That didn't feel like a responsible handling of um, it didn't mm. feel respectful of sex yeah, workers to me <laughs> or taste for sure. Yeah, which is a uh, lot of. Amy Sherman Palladino's work. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta go back and uh, I have to watch the rest of uh, The Marvelous and get her name right. Because I'm not even trying now. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse. Maisel. 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 Yep. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm 
said it once, said it twice <laughs> the right way this time, and I'm not going to try again because it'll be wrong. Uh, yeah, the worst scene for me was kind of the entire last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that whole big, that was whole one big scene that was just, yeah. Uh, it was, I felt like the, when the four girls are in the house and they're talking about sex and it really dragged out for so long. It did. It was uncomfortable. I think the older that I get to and like the further I'm removed from being a 16 year old girl, the more uncomfortable I am like watching teenagers on television talk about sex. Cause I'm like sitting here like you're too young. <laughs> yeah. It's like, stop. You, you aren't ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, if that was the plot line of Michelle teaching, telling these girls like, Hey, this is a big decision. Like maybe you're not ready for th-. like that could be, but again, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, it was glossed over like everything. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was just, yeah (laughs) michelle has an audition and the girls talk about sex yeah and fanny comes back from vacation and that's that's what happens that's That's the finale and then the show is gone forever yeah gosh you might as well just can't said it was canceled and not even bother airing that (laughs) unintentionally hilarious thing Unintentionally hilarious, a.k.a. it's so funny I forgot to laugh. I mean, it. W- I think it was an intentional joke, but um, there's it, early on in the first episode, one of the other like Vegas showgirls says about Hubble that he wears gym socks with his suits. And I, that was the only time I ever laughed watching this because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of men don't know the difference between like dress socks and gym socks. So I liked that. Yeah, uh, I know the difference. I know. The difference. Good, good. good. <laughs> um, but like Gilmore stock, Girls is a black, funny show. Yeah. Maisel is a funny show, and this show was not funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It seemed like it tried to have some sort of charm to it, but it it didn't. No, at all. Also, I know the difference between dress socks and gym socks, but I've still worn gym socks with this suit <laughs> because. <laughs> I don't understand why. I just know that you're supposed to. Typical man thing. Mm-hmm. Would you watch the rest? Oh, hell nah. no. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I originally put that I felt like I had to just to get context of <laughs> what the heck. Like whether that was just a one-off episode and the rest were maybe stronger and more in line with an explanation of and continuation of the pilot and an explanation of why Michelle stays, why Hubble was never mentioned again. Why? <laughs> but like, I can learn that just by reading like a synopsis on Wikipedia. I don't know that yeah. I need to watch like 16 hours of this television show to answer those questions. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Definitely not. I was thinking maybe episode two. Sure. <laughs> like, 10 minutes of it and if it doesn't immediately explain everything then i'm done yeah i've already given the show a little too much leeway i think and i'm trying to get out of that mindset of like i have to watch the whole thing i just have to even if i'm not enjoying it i'm trying to break that habit yeah absolutely yeah i did that with um i did that with sons of anarchy you got like 
six seasons and i was mm-hmm. like okay i've just had enough of this for like the past, yeah the past two seasons and yeah i'm i just decided i was done with it in like see episode four of season six and i never saw what ended up happening and i don't need to good for you i watched oh. eight seasons of weeds and was oh, checked out wow. after season three and then i watched it again because i was like well maybe i'm remembering wrong maybe it was actually good <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> that's like uh that's like the person you stop talking to and then they reach out to you six months later and you're like oh what yeah why did i stop talking oh yeah okay yeah so maybe in like a year from now i'll be like maybe bunheads was good maybe i'm yeah. maybe i didn't give it a fair shake it yeah, but for future point, me it wasn't the, good <laughs> the 7.6 out of 10 hmm maybe i don't even i want to see Super quickly, what is this? Wow, wow, 8.1 out of 10 for the final episode. Who 119 <laughs> people? Wow, oh, can we get a review on this? Yeah, I want like a critic review, like somebody, not just random people on IMDb. I want, a, I want like someone who absolutely loved it and then a critic review. Can I get just give me something? Nope. Nothing. Bunheads next. The AV Club. Please don't let it end this way. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Television isn't just a form of expression. It's also a business. And businesses need customers and investors. And if a certain amount of viewers aren't tuning into Bunheads, then advertisers will stop paying ABC Family the money it needs to keep making Bunheads. By no means is the show a runaway hit. It rarely, if ever, shows up among the top 100 cable broadcasts. ABC Family touts the show's clout among adult females under 34. Uh, you're under 34? Yeah, you? I'm 27, and I don't care about this show. <laughs> yeah, I, am, I mean, I'm a dude, but I'm 28, and I don't care about this either. But <laughs> and I'm pretty open to whatever show. I, I found a Slate article that referred to it as the best show on TV. Wow. Yeah. According to who's the author? Is David Weigel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Does he really love ballet? Maybe. Uh, maybe that's what we're missing. Like, maybe as people that don't love ballet. It could I- absolutely be. But, like, I don't love comedy. Like, I'm not. I, I mean. Uh, I say that, but like, you know, I don't watch like stand up comedy that often. I still like Mrs. Maisel. I still watch that all the time. And that's about being a stand up comedian. Yeah. It's about so, being, yeah. It's a female stand up. Yeah. If the executives of ABC Family turned suddenly obsessive about the bottom line, they'd be justified in sending this weird, wonderful little show out to pasture. But I'd sincerely hope they don't. Oh, I guess they wrote it at the time of cancellation? I don't know. If only because the crumpled face of Bailey Buntain, the bummed-out blonde bunhead, shouldn't be the last imprint this frequently joyful show is allowed to make. I don't even remember that being the final scene. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know that next technically ends on a more fanciful note, a trip to the dream theater for some old fashioned button pushing from a dance sequence. That's Eddie Cantor via Vladimir Nabokov. Don't know those references. He's an author. (laughs) 
Oh. He wrote uh, Lolita. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I have been meaning to see that, the Stanley Kubrick uh, adopted movie. Uh, but making whoopee or no making whoopee, the lasting mark of this winter finale is that tender moment between Ginny and Michelle outside the studio where the former admits she slept with Frankie and the latter realizes she doesn't have to say anything in a situation like this. She just needs to be there for the girls who look up to her. Interesting take. It's affecting, but like the end of Bunhead's previous finale. Oh, okay. That gives us some sort of insight. I guess. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading on here. It looks like it had like a mid-season finale and then was picked up for a few more episodes. Okay, so it was probably... Yeah, so I guess this was maybe a not meant to be finale maybe i'm kind of curious now to watch the whatever that like mid episode mid season finale would be and see if that was better <laughs> yeah they don't make mention of it here i'd like to know what it's called uh... and like even the budget thing doesn't shake out to me because i can't imagine that there's a big budget associated with this, but maybe I guess if the, if the studio is like putting on shows like the dance studio in the show is putting on shows, that's a bigger budget thing. Cause I think one of the things that like Gilmore girls run for so long is that they could do it on a fat load of zero budget. <laughs> like nothing yeah. happens in that show. There's episodes where there are car crashes that happen like totally off screen and are just mentioned. Um, right. So, yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you have the cutscene in this pilot here where it's like, marry me, and then it cuts to her in the car. Right, <laughs> yeah. you don't see the wedding. You don't see any of that. <laughs> that Maybe, actually... I, don't, I wouldn't feel like... No, I don't think they would show it in another episode. That happens in a Gilmore Girls episode, too, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Wow, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like this uh, ABC's family method. Yeah, ABC family's method of ordering bunheads ten or eight hours at a time must be the source of tremendous work-related anxiety. However, there must be also be a certain amount of freedom in being able to compartmentalize a season of episodes within those constraints. So they're ordering. 10 or 8 hours at a time? What? I can't wrap my head around what that means. They're ordering... So it seems like they ordered 10 episodes of the show, and then after those were done, they said, oh, you can have 8 more. And that's how we got an 18-episode season. Um, So I'm actually curious to watch the 10th episode and see if that feels like more of a finale. It's called A Nutcracker in Paradise. Okay, that's where they put on the Nutcracker show. Okay, yeah, I read about that. Some wow, I'm reading the episode synopsis on Wikipedia, and it seems wild. I'm happy to read it for you if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sasha decides to rejoin Paradise Dance Academy in time for their famous productions of the Nutcracker, reprising her usual role as Clara, the lead. Before Fanny knew Sasha was back, she hired a professional dancer from San Francisco, the ringer, to play Clara. This creates hostility between the two lead dancers. Michelle helps Ginny, Melanie, and Boo make up from their argument. Boo is still pining for Carl, and Sasha meets a boy from the basketball team when she was a cheerleader. 
Bad luck ensues the night of the Nutcracker's first show, starting with Fanny's 30-year-long relationship with Michael and ending with an accident backstage, Michelle macing all of the dancers, having almost everyone end up in the hospital. After a dream in which Hubble informs her that she was meant to shake things up in paradise, (laughs) Michelle decides to leave paradise. When leaving the hospital, all the kids stand on chairs and say, oh, captain, my captain. (laughs) What? DM. Oh, my gosh. A shout out to Dead Poets Society. You got people being maced. You have... I think I need to watch that episode. That sounds insane. (laughs) That does sound insane. Gosh, I'd rather watch that and come back and review it than whatever (laughs) the heck we just ended up watching. Yeah. Oh my god. Wish I had known about that in advance. But like, that's so many things to happen in a forty-minute episode compared to the one we watched, where nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah, nothing happened. I think they were just fed up at that point. Oh my gosh. I guess. That's such an insane thing. Like, no. Yeah. Then I can see why they're saying all this crazy stuff. And they're like, why the hell did it end on such a flat note? Yeah. Compared to that sounds like a true finale. And I guess they're being forced to make eight more. I, guess I don't you know. Can't, uh, I guess you're going to, you're not going to say no. I, I mean, to the money, certainly not. Yeah. So I guess this is ultimately a case of money uh, overruling creativity and it just ended on a flat note. But that sounds insane. I got to definitely gonna let me know if you watch. It. <laughs> I will. Uh, this evil mice choreography is inspired by the 1932 German expressionist anti-war ballet, The Green Table by Kurt Juice. What? (laughs) Holy smokes, that's some random piece of trivia. Evil Mice Choreography. (laughs) Yeah, that has me interested too. (laughs) Okay. Definitely going back and watching that. Oh my gosh. Might have to come back and talk about that if it's as insane as it is. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Quick pause for station identification. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled. Uncancelled, it's a grub! Ain't no more gonna die! And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I don't know if I can answer. <laughs> like I don't know if I can answer whether to uncancel it or not. As it stands, no. But yeah, based on what I watched, absolutely not. But no. I don't know something about like uh, the potential series finale ending with the main character macing all the other characters <laughs> and then having like this like dream where the dead speaks her like i'm into that i want to watch that show (laughs) sounds fantastic this sounds like wild unexpected thing even more crazy than anything i could imagine yeah yeah it even going by the pilot like if you have unexpected kind of twists that she stays and then She's haunted by this dude. (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. 
Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't yeah. know if I really have faith in it. Gilmore Girls had absolutely no plot and moved at like a glacial pace. And I don't see the show being any different. Yeah, probably not. Ultimately, and ABC family series have a, a habit of being drawn out and ultimately bland. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. And it's been what? It's been 10 years, 12 years. Has it really? Oh, God. 10 years. That feels bad. <laughs> Bunheads, you know what? Bunheads, stay canceled. But uh, <laughs> if you have the chance, maybe check out episode 10. Yeah. Or and just then, watch like, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a better show. <laughs> Put a fork in it. It's done. Final thoughts on Bunheads, I guess. Uh, um, well, I gave the first episode two stars out of five in my ratings, and I gave the last episode one star out of five. So it's sitting at a hot one and a half average for me. <laughs> That's, I think I gave the pilot a six, and this one got a four. Okay. So if that'd be a even, five out of ten, a, a four, I, I don't know. Yeah. I it's not just, good. It's, it's not good. It, it needed to. <laughs> be better it should have been better i i don't i feel like it should have been better it had a great cast it had an interesting enough premise and i like i goof on amy sherman paladino but i think that she is legitimately like an interesting fun writer yeah but, did mm. a disservice to alan rock <laughs> <laughs> go watch ferris bueller's day off and uh if you want also watch Coneheads because Bunheads makes me think of Coneheads. <laughs> That's a funny movie. And like, uh, what is even what is that name? Bunheads. I'm not sure. I get that. Is uh, that like a ballet it's, thing? Yeah, it's to do with ballet because their hair are always in buns. You always do oh. your hair up in a bun when you're in ballet. So is that like an in thing that like somebody would see that name and be like, oh, I know that's about ballet. If they're in ballet, is that like a term uh, that's used? Yeah, I feel okay. like it's. I didn't know about it. But it made sense to me knowing okay. that all their heads go in buns. It depends on who you are. I think okay. maybe we're just in the dark. Okay. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> Bunheads. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about it being about dancing either. That didn't immediately sprawl to mind. But. And it like the title implies to me that the show would be more about the girls, like the young girls. Yeah. About Michelle. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. You're correct. Yeah. Wasn't strong enough. Because <laughs> Didn't make these, it. Yeah. ABC family. <laughs> Wet fart, like you said. So uncancelled, it's a grub. Ain't no more gonna die.
a minute. Throw some hers and ours in there. What's your hurry?